0: Let's talk about growing your voiceover business by getting some help.
1: You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a VOpreneur. Welcome to the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover.
0: You have a great website, right? Well, make sure you host it at some place that doesn't suck. Hey, it's Brad Newman, fellow VO pro for 28 years and owner of upperlevelhosting.com. People ask why us and that's simple. We make it easy, respect your time, save you money, and just make all the magic happen. You don't need to know all the tech stuff when it comes to hosting your website. We got you. Ask around tens of thousands of client interactions later and six years of amazing customer service and not a single negative complaint ever. UpperLevelHosting.com The VOPreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck.
1: Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Myers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur.
0: Hello and welcome to the everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of Voiceover. I'm Mark Scott, the original everyday VOpreneur ready to drop some more actionable, practical advice for you on how to grow your voiceover business. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to let you know that Voiceover marketing Playbook version 3.0 is out now. And it is available through April the 20th if you need help with marketing. And I'm talking all aspects of your voiceover marketing, from what to put on your website to what to write in your emails to what to do and say on social media. It's all in Playbook 3.0, an easy-to-follow marketing course that is going to teach you how to find your own leads, build your own client base, and become the consistently working voice actor that you want to be. It's available until April 20th at voiceovermarketing.com playbook.com. One of the things that I actually talk about in playbook is what we're going to be talking about today. For some voice actors, there comes a point where you just can't take your business any further on your own. And so the next logical step is to get some help, to do a little bit of outsourcing, maybe hire a virtual assistant. And that is what we are going to be talking about today. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. So how do some people manage to do so much more than others? They scale their time. They get other people to grant them some of their hours each week. So instead of only having 40 hours a week for your business, maybe now you've got 45 or 50 or 60. So building a team is one way to build your business. And to help us understand more about how that works is a voice actor who has not only put that theory into practice in her own business, but helps other voice actors to do the same through her new business, VA for VO. She's a One Voice Award winner. Pause for applause. A Sovis Award winner, pause for greater applause, and prepare for the standing ovation, an Emmy Award winner, too. Welcome back to the show, Bridget Real. You you are, I think, the third, you're the third two-time guest I've had on the show, and it was the Emmy. I was like, she gives me credibility now. People will take this podcast so much more seriously. Do
1: I get to say that you forgot the Reed Award that I just won?
0: Oh, for crying out loud. Now we got to go back and recut the whole entire thing.
1: (laughs) I just won that like a couple of weeks ago for political. I'm pretty excited about it.
0: So how does that work? Because you just move from country to country to country to country. So where do you build your warehouse for your trophies so that you have easy access to it? Because you're constantly moving to different countries.
1: I am. um, Yeah, moving is always an adventure when it comes to the, the awards because... I'm like, especially the Emmy, like it's right there. And I um actually like put it between a couple of pieces of acoustic foam in a trash can with like a whole like it, it's crazy. I need to get like its own crate, but it doesn't have its own crate yet. I need to probably sort all of that out. But yeah, it's 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 a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And my husband's very, very aware of it. He is very, very conscious of it. So.
0: All right. I want to address one concern right off the top, because yeah. I know that there are people who may skip this episode thinking it is irrelevant to them. Do you need to be an established full time voice actor to work with a virtual assistant?
1: Oh, God, no, no, no. And in, in some of what you need to do, like even when you're like starting out is, you know, let other people kind of take the wheel while you're observing and learning so like perfect example would be like you're setting up your studio like one of the things that we say is you know not everything has to be done by you you should understand everything you should understand the philosophy behind everything and the concept behind everything but you don't have to necessarily do absolutely everything because there's you may not once you get your studio set up you may never need to take it down. You may never need to tweak it. So like, for example, you could have an Uncle Roy or a Jordan Reynolds or a George Widom or, you know, you name them, you know, and have one of those people come in and help you like build out your studio space. And then you turn around and you, you know, you're watching everything. And like Uncle Roy, for example, when I was first starting out, I, I scheduled a session with him and He walked me through understanding my DAW, all the important little aspects of it, and then setting up my keyboard shortcuts. And I was watching him. That is outsourcing. Like that's all it's. I think people think when they're outsourcing that they're hiring an assistant and they're not. It's taking the tasks that you either don't know how to do, don't want to know how to do, or don't have time to do. And getting them off your plate so that you are making time for the stuff that you do know how to do that has to be done by you, like, more imminently.
0: I I think you touch on a really interesting point. So let's dig a little bit deeper into that. Outsourcing and having a virtual assistant are often terms that are used interchangeably. Oh, God, yeah. but But they're not really interchangeable when you actually break them down to what they are. So explain the difference between outsourcing and having a virtual assistant.
1: Okay, so like I just said, outsourcing can be any of the tasks that don't have to be done by you. As a voice actor, as a business owner, you have to be the person who's on the microphone. If you're taking classes with someone, you have to be the person who interacts with the coach or the demo producer or the client or whatever. Do you have to be the person who builds your studio? No. Do you have to be the person who does your invoicing? No. Do you have to be the person who creates your social media content? No. I mean, some of your social media content may be front facing you. I also know people who don't use themselves on camera at all with any of their social media content. They're just doing, you know, like quotes and this and that. Like, yep. you know, perfect example and Ganguza. The VIPs. Yes, she does have videos that are her, but for a good long time, the only thing that she had in her content was like quotes and and things like that. So it was all the little bird, you know, the the her little bird with the glasses and um yep. and it was all of that kind of stuff. So there was a lot of stuff that didn't need to be done by her. It was being done by, you know, two of her outsourcing people. So outsourcing is not Outsourcing can include an assistant, but outsourcing is not synonymous with an assistant. It's any of the tasks that you need to get off your plate in order to be able to make more time to be able to do the tasks that have to be done by you.
0: When, When I was blogging on a regular basis several years ago, that was one of the, I think probably the second thing that I ever outsourced was I actually hired somebody. To, I gave them a list of like 60 of my most popular blogs and I said, summarize these blogs into tweets and literally was able to take like ended up with a list of like 100 tweets that I could then start using over time to continue to promote that evergreen content. That was something that I did not have time for. I was never going to do it, but I was able to get somebody else to do it. And so I think that's one of the things is this this misconception about. You know, if you're if you're going to outsource, you can have a virtual assistant. And and so now you got an employee and you got benefits and pensions and vacation and 40 hours a week and all of that sort of stuff. But that is absolutely not the case. You can outsource an individual project. You can have a virtual assistant working five hours a week. Right.
1: Right. Or you can outsource to tools. It doesn't have to always be a person. You can be outsourcing to tools. There's plenty of apps out there. You don't want to write chat GPT perfect example. No, no, no. You're not
0: allowed tool. to talk about chat GPT. We're going to turn this into a whole controversial okay. thing. We're, we're voice actors. We can't, we can't talk about AI. Bridget, why are you doing this to me? I'm going to get so many angry letters now. But, Come on.
1: Okay, I'll, t- I'll take a different example. Canva. Canva is a tool that you can you know that that you can outsource tasks to, like you know graphic design tasks to, and Canva has an amazing planner that you can use. So like yes. you can create all your social media content, and then you can use their planner. And as long as you have all of your different accounts set up in there, then you can schedule it all out, and it'll post it all for you.
0: Canva, Canva is like- where creativity goes to flourish, and time and productivity go to die because oh, I end up spending TikTok. all of my. I, I end up spending all of my time doing all kinds of fun and creative things in Canva. And then I'm like, oh, wait a minute, why didn't I get anything done today? But I think Canvas is a really great example of that. I think a CRM,
1: a CRM is a great absolutely. example
0: of that. I think a tool like Trello or Asana where you can mm-hmm. use to manage all of your tasks. I know there are a, a, some, some voice Way actors back. who are really starting to get heavy into Notion and creating all these automated processes in Notion, which go far beyond my brain capacity. But that's a valid point, right? It's not just about hiring a human. There's there's a lot of software as a service solutions that come into play that can become a form of outsourcing.
1: Even doing something like, and again, the other thing that people don't consider when they're outsourcing is it doesn't always have to be tasks that are related to your business. They could be tasks related to your personal life that then life. free up your time in your business because it's one less thing that when you're outside of your studio, you're you're not like freaking out about, you know?
0: If anybody wants to come to my house and weed my massive garden, I will pay you in brisket and ribs. And so that's the that's how this works. So, you know, take that into consideration. Let's talk specifically about working with a human virtual assistant or hiring somebody that you are doing outsourcing individual tasks or, you know, project to project basis to. One of the things that I think we need to be clear on is this whole idea of working with a freelancer. And tax implications that may or may not come with that. Now, I know you can't speak to every country in the world, or I'm assuming you can't, but Mm-mm. speak specifically to uh, working in the United States, which I know is where VA for VO is based. And, you know, a lot of the people listening to the show are, are US based. How does that work? What do we need to know?
1: The deal, uh, without going into too much detail about it, um, the, the basic deal is if you are paying somebody over any sort of contractor whether it's an audio editor or a lead generator or um, anybody, anybody in your uh, business, more than $600, you need to collect a W-9 from them and you need to 1099 them at the end of uh, the year for tax season.
0: And so this is so that you're not having to do payroll taxes and things of that nature. This is what makes them a legitimate freelancer and and frees you from the tax implications behind that so it's an important thing to understand because it doesn't take long to spend six hundred dollars on outsourcing projects or working with a virtual assistant over the course of a year right
1: oh yeah at the risk of scaring somebody from hiring someone um to do some (laughs) kind of a project because we just got finished saying like you don't have to spend crazy amounts of money but like yeah, if you are hiring someone on a regular basis like an audio editor or you know someone to do lead generation or a social media content creation for you or something like that like and you're doing it on a consistent basis those hours can add up rather quickly. And and at that point it does become more than more often than not it will become over $600. I will say though carefully, you, there are lots of different ways that you can hire someone for these sorts of services. So it could be, as you said, like a, a weekly, like a, you know, five hours a week or five hours a mm-hmm. month or something like that. Or, you know, I know some people who want like 10 to 20 hours, you know. Um, yep. But uh, or it could be project to project. It could be there are now, I do know of some voiceover adjacent people, and we call them, we don't call them virtual assistants. For a reason. But we say voiceover adjacent because it's any of the tasks that are related to your voiceover business that are necessary to keep you thriving and surviving and growing. Right. But I know some voiceover adjacent people who do um, intensives. So they're like, you can hire me for like... An eight hour day, you will have me for the entire eight hours and my entire job is to do whatever this project is. It's a little right. more expensive, right? So you can do something like that. I know people who barter and trade. I actually did that with my assistant, my former assistant. She needed some coaching. And so, you know, she she was like, hey, I really want to get good with non-broadcast. Can you and I do like, can we kind of trade some of these hours? Like you know, I'll do this and you get trade, you know, do that. I've done that with the JMC demos team. Like, so, but that I will say very carefully, make sure that it's fair market, you know, trade. So make sure that like whatever you're trading, yeah, that it's it's very clearly defined. And so that nobody is getting taken for granted or taken advantage of.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really important. There's so many different ways that it can work, right? I've got a guy who has been doing lead generation for me for five hours a week for probably... I don't even know six years at this mm-hmm. point, um, just on a regular, just consistent, ongoing contract. Sometimes I up them to ten or fifteen hours depending on what's going on. But then there are also all of those random projects that come up, like I'm creating a new ebook, and I just I don't have time, so I hire somebody to do that one specific project. Or you know I'm so I, I get that there's there's different ways that we can go about this, but obviously the one big hesitancy is around the money. There's a big sure. hesitancy around spending the money, and and I'm almost afraid to ask you this question because I know how much you geek out over this. But it's really important that people understand it because there is a very strong business case for working with a virtual assistant when the numbers add up. And I know that you have a whole formula that you oh, have you created. You have to gone
1: completely off the top you've gone of my head, honest.
0: It. But I, I know there's a formula that you could sit down and work through to actually determine ROI, right? I mean, the basics yes. of it is if if your time is worth $50 an hour and you're hiring somebody for $10 an hour, then you're still $40 an hour profitable, right? Right. But you have a way that you calculate this. Can, can you Can you help us walk? Can you walk us through it?
1: ROI is you take the current value of something and then you subtract the original cost. And then you divide it by the original cost. So, for example, if you had somebody who was your virtual assistant and you were hiring them for uh, 20 hours a month at $25 an hour, right? And from that, you are able to free up your time. You've got all this availability now and uh, they've managed to, you know, give you Like enough leads that you've now booked $6,000 worth of work. Okay, so Mm -hmm. how that ROI works. Which
0: is completely doable, by the way, just to be clear. so Some people that might blow their mind because they've never seen a month like that. But 100% absolutely doable.
1: And, And like, so if you're at a point where you have like somebody who is doing someone who's doing like virtual assistant, they're like your, your full-blown virtual assistant and they're working 20 hours. They're working essentially five hours a week, 20 hours a month. And you're know that's you making about 72 grand a year. $6,000 yep. is 72 grand a year, right? Yep. So they're like, they're yep. not six-figure income, but they're not beginner either. They're kind of middle of yep. the road. I, they're somewhere in the, I want to say like the f- fifth or 10th percentile according to Karin Guilfrey and uh, and Nava. So, yep. Um. okay. So you take that $6,000 that you've earned, right? That is your current value. You've earned $6,000. Right. Now you subtract your original cost. That cost being that uh, the $500 that you spent to have that virtual assistant. Right. Right. So that brings you down to $5,500. Then you take that $5,500 and you divide it by your original cost again. So divide it by $500. And that gives you an 1100% return on investment. So again, think- ROI, current value minus your cost divided by your cost.
0: I think it's really important that people sit down and think about this because, you know, if you ask somebody, they want to go and get a brand new demo and and the price for that new demo is $2,500. Nobody flinches at spending $2,500 on a new demo because there's just, a, you know, I need it. And there's this Perception or assumption that that demo's going to make me money. There are so many voice actors who are spending $1,000 a year on online casting and don't ever actually sit down and determine whether or not the value's there. There's just a perceived value because, oh, I get access to auditions. But if you run all of these things through this ROI calculator, you start to realize, hey, wait a minute. Maybe that $1,000 a year that I'm spending on online casting that's not producing a return Maybe if I invested that into a lead generator or somebody to help me with my marketing or somebody to help me ramp up my social media, maybe there would be a greater ROI there. But we we don't think about that because, again, I think there's just this mental block around working with a virtual assistant and and the assumption of, you know, having to pay somebody 40 hours a week or, you know, the complications of all of that. And so we we stop ourselves before we even get started.
1: I tell people you should be doing the ROI calculation quarterly on everything. Mm-hmm on absolutely yep. everything. Like you should be doing yep. it on, you know, the cost of, you know, equipment in your studio. You should be doing it on the cost of, you know, the, the value that you get from going to various conferences. Like if you've just done all of these different, you know, conferences and maybe you went to a Euro yep. retreat and you went here and you went there and it was like, okay, so you did all of that. You went to all these places. What was your return on investment? How much money did you make yep. from that? Um, Do it on every single pay to play that you're on. Do it on every single, you know, like any platform, anything that you're doing, anything, Yep. you know, and 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 see, like, what is that return on investment? You know, like, is it saving you time? Is it saving you money? Actually, Lynn forced me to do it with the video production work that I was doing because I was starting to get really bitter and salty about the video production work because I was like. Spending tons and tons of hours on it. And I was making like by comparison, I was not making anything compared to like what I would make doing like voiceover work. And it was cutting into my time. It's like I love doing the the video production. I love being able to produce these things for people. But like the money I was getting for it and the time that was taking me to get it all done was it was not balanced. So it was not a, a mutually beneficial thing. So Lynn was like, have you done the ROI calculation? And I was like,
0: <laughs> yes, mom. I know. Right.
1: <laughs> so I did, I did, I did the, the, the ROI calculation on that. And it turns out I was getting a 861% time ROI. And I was like, oh, that's so, a good
0: investment to keep making.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Right. <laughs> right. And so I, when I did that, then I was like, oh, we're gonna change the way we're structuring the rates yeah. for video production. Needless to say, time. I'm not really doing much B. of it, but
0: Yeah. Time for plan B. Great. So reason number one why people don't hire virtual assistants is some of the misconceptions around how hard it would be when it's not really that hard, or how much it's gonna cost when it may not cost that much, or how many hours when you know you may you can hire somebody for an hour a week if you needed to. I think the other thing that becomes a factor, which I know this has always been the hardest part for me, is trust issues, and and I oh, don't yeah. hide the fact. I don't hide the fact that I have trust issues. The idea of <laughs> handing over certain aspects <laughs> of my voiceover business, like literally just talking about it, is making me break out in cold sweats. I am never going right to see now. you do a trust fall. There's just no yeah, chance it no. will so, ever be a trust fall from you. <laughs> well, and it's it's hard though, right? Like, it and is. especially especially for me when I've built what I've built over so many years even, right? And it's like so much of what I do is just second nature to me that the idea of having somebody else come in and do it, even though I fully admit that somebody else could come in and do something in an entirely different way and be much more productive or much more profitable, but it's that whole, this is how I've done it. This is how I always do it, whatever. So there's trust issues. So how do we get past that? What's the trick to getting past that?
1: There's trust issues and there's control issues too. And I think yep. there's, that's two different things. So yep. trust issues, and they both are related. They're both connected to fear, right? You need to yep. recognize the fact that you have fear. I think that's, that's a fair thing that you have to do first because some people don't want to give up control because they're afraid of how it makes them look. They're afraid that like, oh, if I'm not doing this, and I'm hiring somebody else to do it, everyone's going to think that I'm incompetent or everyone's going to think, you know, it's, it's that like, I got to do it myself because if I'm not doing it myself, anybody sees me not do it then, you know, like, so they've got those insecurities and that fear. Then there's that, you know, like I have to do it myself because I can only control the quality. If I am, t- if I'm doing it myself,
0: I can do it better. Uh, right. which Right. The, the, even saying those words, I'm like, I'm totally getting canceled as soon as somebody hears me say that. But that's part of my mentality, right? Is just this whole idea of I just know I can do it and I can do it better. So why am I going to take the time to teach somebody else or, you know, get somebody else or whatever? That's my issue. That's one of my issues that I have to get over. These are common things, though, that voice actors face when it comes to getting to this side of their business.
1: They they do. and But it, I think it's not isolated to voice actors i think it's related i think it's just it, in general
0: i think it's yep. generally
1: like any sort of business owner it's like you yep. know um there's the control issues and there's the fear of oh my gosh if i let this out of my hands somebody else is going to mess it up or somebody's going to steal it from me and somebody's going to and again yeah. it's all that's valid there there's all that that fear which is you know it, it, it's it's not necessarily rational but it appears real you know yep
0: and I think the longer that you've been running your business, the the more that some of that stuff is built up over time, right? Oh God, yeah. outsource outsource early before you have a chance to develop all of these uh, these the scar tissue that keeps you from <laughs> doing the doing these things or whatever it is. I but. know
1: I know plenty of established people that have come to us and they're like, you know, I don't know, can I can I trust the, these people to let me you know to let them see this and let them see that? I will say something that I I mentioned at Vio Atlanta during the marketing panel, which is. When you go to a doctor's office, the first person you see is, you know, usually that per- the receptionist, right? Mm-hmm. They're the ones who are like collecting all your information. They're the ones who are like, yep. you know, getting all the, you know, checking you in and all that. Then you'll have a nurse who comes by and that person will, you know, check your blood pressure and check your weight and make you feel really bad about yourself and all that other kind of stuff. Right. And then you get into, you know, they like make you strip down and put on the little gown and then like the then the doctor comes in and the doctor is the one who's actually addressing the issue. The doctor is not the one who's like, as you walk in the door is like, hi, let me get you checked in. Or, yeah. you know, uh, yep. if the doctor is doing that, it's. There's something going wrong in the office that day. And here's the thing. We don't expect that. You walk into any other small business, like a mechanic or something like that, you'd go to get your oil changed or whatever. It's like you're seeing a person at the receptionist desk while the mechanics are all taking care of the cars. You know what I mean? Like you're, everybody's got their role and their duty. And I think, can you lose trust in people? Can people break your trust? Sure. Sure. I'm not going to say they can't. I mean, that's that would be false and wrong and and mis- misleading and misguiding. However, the vast majority of successful businesses have some form of a team. So think about the tasks. Bezos
0: didn't build Amazon by himself.
1: Bezos is not the one who is delivering the boxes to your house. Bezos is not the one who is handling all of the tech support issues on Amazon. You know, Bezos is, you know, flying phallic objects to the, the moon. So, you know...
0: The question that I think that I'm the most afraid of, the one that I can't ask myself is, is this the best use of my time right now? And if I actually asked myself that question, honestly, probably nine out of 10 times, I'd be like, you idiot. Why are you doing this right now? Why isn't somebody else doing this for you? And so I think that's, I mean, on one hand, that's the question you need to ask. On the other hand, you got to be able to be honest with yourself about the answer and and, and do something about it.
1: So I think one of the, when you ask me, like, what, how do you handle that? Like, start small. Yep. You know, just because you're hiring somebody to do some task that you don't have time or don't have the ability or don't have the knowledge or don't have the interest in learning or doing, pick something small that you feel comfortable letting go of the reins and pass that to someone and test them out. You just because you hire someone, you know, doesn't mean, or just because you test someone out does not mean that you have to hire them forever for for life or longer. I went through, you know, a couple of different audio editors before I got, you know, Lynn. I have definitely severed ties
0: with a few people in my day, yeah.
1: Uh You have to figure out that vibe. I mean, honestly, it's like anything else. You have a conversation with people. Start with an email conversation. Schedule a Zoom conversation. You know, like, get face-to-face. Get a sense of, like, do you guys share similar values? And it's okay if you guys don't align politically, religiously, and all those other kinds of things. But like, do you guys balance one another out? So if you've got somebody yep. who's like super, you know, I I wouldn't do well with someone who's super flighty and not organized. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I am too squirrely, <laughs> right? Like yeah, or just is just overly bubbly and and like I would probably I think I'm just, it would be too close to me. And I mean right. I'm not overly bubbly, but you know. If some, if I had somebody who was exactly like me, I don't think it would work. But like my first assistant, total polar opposite, wonderful guy, but total polar opposite and he was great for me because he balanced my squirrely ass out. Yeah. You know?
0: I was going to say it kind of fills it fills the blind spots or whatever, right? Yeah. So, from a trust standpoint, Hmm. I know another one of the big concerns is, and, and this has been one that's been tough for me, I've outsourced many aspects of my social media, but never actually outsourced my social media itself because the idea of somebody potentially having access to my accounts, for example, scares the snot out of me. Or I've been outsourcing lead generation for years, but the idea of letting that person put those leads into my CRM, that freaks me out because it's giving somebody access to my database. So talk about security and confidentiality? What are what are some of the cool. things that we can do, you know, if somebody's going to have access to our socials or you want somebody to do some emailing for you or they're they're gonna be able to see your financials or your client list or things of that. How do we protect ourselves?
1: You threaten them within an inch of your life, of their life, sorry. <laughs> You make sure you have the lawyer on call, <laughs> yeah, and you because I'm like, so intimidating. Henchmen. You have your henchmen like hanging over your shoulder in the the Zoom conversation like this, and you know swearing profusely.
0: I gotta get Brad Highland to over my shoulder. He looks like a big intimidating guy because nobody is gonna take a threat from me seriously.
1: <laughs> I tell you what, Brad has offered so many times. He's like, if you need somebody to like look out for you, like you just let me know, and I got your back, <laughs> babe. I'll, I got you. And I'm sitting here, I'm like. Yes, you're enormous, but no. You're also one a giant take, teddy bear. Great. Right? Like no one would yeah. take you seriously. <laughs> like um It's so true. It's so true. I love I love Bambi, but good lord. Um no, okay, so a couple of things. First, always NDAs. NDA, NDA, NDA. And I learned this from B&J Michaels' assistant for for a couple of years. Um that was the first thing he did. He put me under NDA. I'm still under NDA, mm-hmm. you know, for being on that team. So, I mean, I can't you know, there is no such thing as Fight Club because we don't talk about it. Right. And you can look up NDAs. I mean, everyone's like, you know, hey, I need an NDA. Where do I get one? You can look up template NDAs, you know, um, basically covering just want to CYA. You know what I mean? Like on yep. on the important aspects of your business that they're not going to steal your leads or, you know, um, take your leads and give them to somebody else or, you know, uh, your audio editors, your, you know, somebody who's doing content creation for you, create new passwords. And if you're not sure about the person, then obviously don't just give them the full keys to the kingdom. Okay, right. be, be smart. I think that kind of goes without saying, right? Like be smart. Yep. But you can give them access to like Hootsuite or Planoly or you know, Canva, things like that. You can give them access to your team that way, yep. you know, like use one yep. of those third party post planners so that they can create the content actually. And again, I love Canva and canvas planner because you can hook all of your things right up there. You can add this person to your team. They have the ability to to create content and then plan it all out. They're not getting direct access to your um, accounts that way. You can also create, a separate email account from your email. My assistant has Bridget at real voices.com. Whereas like mine is Bridget real at real voices.com. And I had, you know, I, I considered having like assistant at real voices.com, but I, I don't know. Just kind of felt weird to me. So um, it makes
0: you sound so big and fancy.
1: just, it really does. And I just, I, I,
0: well, I mean, now that you got like an Emmy and a Reed award and a service award and a one voice award, <laughs> I mean, isn't it time to go fancy Bridget?
1: I'm sorry, your 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 time is almost up. We need to. (laughs) Um, I just like I don't know. It just felt weird to me doing something like that. So like I create. I had Brad Newman gave me another email account that I had control over, but that you know my assistant had access to. So they could send out the initial email marketing emails to them that way. You know, like and I could still see it from my side. So like we both had access to be able to see that particular account but then it wasn't necessarily being like it, they weren't getting access to my regular email account. Sure. Couldn't um, see everything. Couldn't see everything, right? So there's right. there's ways of of getting around. You just got to be clever, you know, just be creative.
0: No different than when you're putting out your voiceover services and you're making somebody sign an agreement or sign some sort of a contract, you know, something that clearly outlines the usage. We sign NDAs as voice actors. It's not so it's not; it shouldn't be totally foreign to us. It's just we're used to just being the ones that get the paperwork and sign the paperwork, as opposed to being the ones that hand out the paperwork and and ask for the signature. And so
1: and communicate, communicate, communicate. Like that's just yeah, so absolutely. so important. Like communication is absolutely vital. It's it and it's something you taught me. It's something Jay Michael taught me, which was you know like you're a team and you're it's all about yeah. building those relationships. You know, so just remember that this person is not your subordinate they're your teammate they're they're a person who's helping your business to grow and thrive and survive so treat them so, with respect and communicate
0: we've distinguished the difference between virtual assistant and outsourcing we've we've talked about the tax implications we understand the ROI calculations we're 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 getting over our trust issues we're feeling more comfortable about security and confidentiality and all of that So we're ready to hire somebody. We're ready to bring somebody in to assist us in whatever way, whether that's outsourcing a a specific project or a virtual assistant who's going to work a certain number of hours a week. So talk a little bit about the onboarding process and what are some things that we need to be doing to set that relationship up for success?
1: I would recommend that from the moment you are interviewing someone that you are, again, Establish it's not an interrogation, it's a conversation. So, right. you know, get to know that person, get to understand their history, get to understand who they are. I mean, you want to do a background check, I'm gonna do a background check, although I feel like that kind of sets things up for a little bit of a weird relationship, <laughs> but um and then you can do things on a trial basis. Give them little yep. tasks that they can yeah. handle, like in and almost like an audition, you know, like yep. all right, if you're hiring an audio editor, Give them some sort of a, a short form and say, okay, here's how I do it. And you give them your process and all of that. Like, okay, here's here's this. Can you please edit this and get it back to me? Let me see how long that's going to take you. Right? Um, I also recommend that if you're doing something on a trial basis that you consider paying them because...
0: You're going to get better work. You're going to get, get right? It's going to give you a more accurate representation. If somebody's doing something for free just to try and see, they're probably not going to do as good of a job. That would be my guess.
1: Right. Once you yep. hire the person, make sure that everything is clearly laid out, the expectations, you know what the roles and responsibilities are, how quickly they should uh, how frequently and how quickly they should expect to be uh, paid, the invoicing process, the you know, W9 process and, and things like that. I, with my assistants, would set up weekly Zoom meetings and just go over things. I also am a huge fan of WhatsApp. So I do tons of communicating over WhatsApp. I, you know, I've always had my assistants, um, my editors, like everybody, I've always just like reached out over WhatsApp. Um, It does not require you to have a Facebook account. It's all through your phone. It's super simple. It doesn't matter if you are, you know, Android or uh, iPhone doesn't doesn't matter. Like it's it's neutral. So, again, communicate, communicate, communicate. Just the more you do that, the more that people understand what is expected of them, how to do their job and how th- it's how the team builds better, stronger, faster, you know, what is that? I feel like that's a song. Who's that by? I
0: think I think a big part of it for me was just the patience, right? It's, it's patience and walking through the process and recognizing that if this individual fails, then... I need to own that, at least a percentage of that failure myself, because it's not, you know, yeah, sometimes you hire somebody who just doesn't know what they're doing, but sometimes it's because you didn't do a good job of teaching them in the first place, and so you've got to have patience, you know, there's got to be a little bit of back and forth and and a willingness to, to walk them through things, and and maybe walk them through something more than once before they they finally figured it out. That's why I like what you said about, you know, sm- break it off into some small bite-sized projects. Do some trial runs. Mm-hmm. I did that with my lead generator, you know, go find 10. Okay, these are good, these are bad, here's why. Go find 10 more and just, you know, work through it.
1: My first assistant, that's what we did. Like he didn't know yeah. how to do a lot of things because he's not VO related. He was a law student. So like, yep. you know, it everything with him was was teaching him from the ground up and yep. and that's I think that's the other thing is like Treat people kindly with respect and like, and be willing to teach them because if you don't teach them and it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, be condescending in any way, but like guide them through the process. And when they make a mistake, then you go, okay, let's talk about this, you know, and you give them feedback and you help them to improve the process. If they continue making the same exact mistake over and over and over again, well, then that's obviously that's a problem, you know, and that's something that you go, Hey, You know, yeah, there comes but, a
0: point where you pull the plug, but right. there's, a, there's a level of patience that has to be had in, in it from the beginning. So right. I've I mentioned, you know, I've got a lead generator that works for me on a contract basis, you know, generally five hours a week, sometimes 10 or 15. If I got something big going on, I've outsourced writing. I've outsourced graphic design, some publication type stuff, you know, creating some ebooks and things of that nature. So there's a lot of different things that I've gotten people to help me with in the past. Give us a list of some of the most common types of tasks that a voice actor could give to a virtual assistant. And it would just really benefit them because it gives them more time to submit an extra audition or record that project a little bit quicker or whatever. What should we be thinking about giving away?
1: I So what's trending right now at VA for VO is lead generation, email marketing, LinkedIn networking, and then social media content creation. Like those are like the big four. That that people come to us for. I mean, I feel like that's probably more so than other things. But we do also when you say
0: social media content creation, I'm curious, are we talking actually coming up with the ideas or are we saying, you know, here's what I want you to do now go make a graphic or put together a reel or build a story or or all of it?
1: it runs the gamut honestly cuz we okay. get we have some people who are like i know my brand i know what i want i know what i do and like this is what i need i just need someone who can like you know fall in line and keep creating content the way that we that i do it then we've got people who are like i don't understand the algorithms I hate social media. I know I have to do it. I'm not good at it. I don't like it. I don't know. I don't understand hashtags. I don't understand this. Do I have to have LinkedIn premium? Do I have to have this? Do I have to? You know, like they just it's a big whiny, you know, thing. Um, And then, you know, we get people who are like, you know, I want to keep doing more social media content. Um, I'm really only good at doing this aspect of it, but I'd really like to get into this. Um, I'd love to have somebody who's got some fresh ideas or I've just become stale in my ideas. So I'd like to have something that's kind of like fresh and and interesting. So, you know, like I said, it can be like all the gamut. And we get some people who, we have some people who are really good at creating the social media content, but they don't have time to schedule it all out. So they just need somebody who can like get it out there. Or we have people who are like, I'm really good at doing videos, you know, and I and I, I do these videos, but like, I don't get TikTok, you know, like I need somebody who can like, I know that TikTok's a big thing that I need to be, you know, coming up on and I need to be doing stuff yep. on. So like, I need somebody who can, you know, take these there or I'm good at TikTok, but I don't know how to like remove the watermark or whatever, or something simple like LinkedIn. How do I work LinkedIn? Because LinkedIn is its own thing. So yep. it, it's all over the place. But other tasks that we get asked about all the time is short-form video content creation. So uh, things like headliner app, whiteboards, things like that, SEO writing for the website – um, for doing uh, platform optimization, so pay-to-play platform optimization, because those things are constantly changing. Like V123 just changed all of their algorithms all over the place, and so like your profile. Just like, when you to... think
0: you got figure it figured out.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm telling you, there's a there's a reason why. Like I, I had one person on um our course asked me, they were like, you didn't talk about uh, hashtags in your uh, social media course. And I was like, I did that by design because they're constantly changing. What is required for hashtags like today in... Six months is going to be completely different. Something so, totally different. And you yep. have to, like, be able to, like – so I found them an article instead and was like, okay, so according to the last three months, this is what the current <laughs> deal is, is with hashtags. This is what's working,
0: yeah. Right. Yep.
1: What else can people be doing? Uh, they could be doing – like, you could hire someone to do business cards, uh, brochures, lesson plans. So coaches that are out there that want to, like – they – are doing a lot of different coaching and they've got like various lesson plans that they have ideas for that they want to like brand and whatnot. You could have somebody do things like that. Thank you cards, Christmas gifts, um, yeah. audio like I think I mentioned audio editing. I know I mentioned it like a while back. Um, logo design, website design, podcast editing. Goodness, I mean, I mean, I technically you could have somebody do your invoicing, basically. What we say is anything outside of accounting and legal aspects. So, like, don't out, I mean, you can outsource if you're going to outsource your like bookkeeping and your accounting and your tax forms, hire an accountant. Hire or, yeah bookkeeper, <laughs> like or a accountant. bookkeeper so, yeah, accountant, not, not just.
0: <laughs> yeah, gotcha, you know. So then I'm going to put you on the spot then. So what I'm going to say is that, uh, you know, as you're listening to this episode, if you go to va 4 you're going to be able to download a PDF document that, that outlines the 25 most common tasks that you can outsource as a voice actor. You'll be able to get that reference guide as a, as a really helpful tool to help you figure out what aspects of my business I can outsource. And so now that I've said it on the podcast, you, you, you must make it so.
1: Yes, you can. <laughs> yes. This is true. This is true. I mean, it's already done.
0: We're doing a live marketing coaching session here while we're in the midst of
1: this. (laughs) Mark's constantly like messaging me. You should do this. You should do this. You should do this. Here's another idea for you. Here's another idea. And then I also get the, why am I doing this? Why am I not doing this for my business right now? Why am I bothering with your business?
0: I need a virtual assistant to help me with this stuff. Now I've I've had Miranda on the show before, yeah. And Miranda talked about the voiceover adjacent side of VA for VO, which is the business that you run with Miranda and and Lynn. Mm-hmm. So she's talked very specifically about the the voiceover adjacent side and how that side of VA for VO works. So you're here to tell us. Uh, I, I want you to talk about the voice actor side for hiring a virtual assistant. So. Help us understand what VA for VO does for the voice actor who is looking to hire a virtual assistant for whatever it may be.
1: So we are voice over Tinder. (laughs) We really, I mean.
0: I don't know if that's the particular brand that I would want to tie (laughs) myself to for certain reasons, but I understand what you're saying. you the one who gave
1: me that idea first. (laughs) I'm just saying. You're like, you're voice over Tinder. Um,
0: Basically, you are.
1: (laughs) We are. We are. So, okay. We... If you are a voice actor and you have tasks what big or small that you need to get off your chest, get off your plate so that you can get back to doing what is going to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time, then yep. you would come to us, you would fill out a form. And it's a pretty thorough form where you're telling us, you know, your location, your all your basic contact information, how many hours that you want, To hire someone for, um, and it could be like a week, an hour, you know, how many hours a a week or a month or, you know, if it's just like a project to project, something to that effect. You're going to let us know your budget. If you should know it, you may or may not know it. And you're going to give us the tasks that to this point you think you want to outsource. We're starting to find a big trend now that people don't know what all they want to outsource. They're like, I think That's I need to do this. That's why you're going to create the
0: PDF. That's why they're going to go download the PDF. It's going to give them all the ideas for what they need to outsource or could outsource.
1: Well, hold on there. <laughs> hold on there, Eeyore. So then when they join us, so they, they're going to fill out that form. That comes to us. And then they're going to sign up for their membership. For voice actors, it's $99. Then $99 you
0: get, a month, a year, one time. How's that it's
1: work? A, so it's, think of it like your job placement ad it's $99. So it's a
0: one-time one-time thing.
1: It's a one-time it's a one-time thing for this specific set of requests, okay. right?
0: Okay. Yep.
1: Um for that, you also get courses. One of our courses that you immediately get and we're starting to kind of push people more towards this is like sign up for the membership and then we have a course called All About Outsourcing.
0: Okay.
1: And we walk you through. It's it a very carefully and methodically, we walk you through what outsourcing is, all the different ways that you can outsource. And then we actually walk you through some exercises to figure out, you know, the high value items and the low value items. And the high value items basically being like those items that like you have to do yourselves and low value items be the being those items that doesn't mean they're below you. It just means that they don't have to be done by you. They could be done by somebody else. Um, And then we also talk to you about like your strengths and your weaknesses and things like that. Um, And from that, you're going to create this graph. And once you've figured out this graph, like you're going to actually like plot all these different things out. Basically, the lower quadrant is like don't have time, don't have knowledge, don't have interest. All of those things are like the things that you should be looking at and going, that's what I need to go. That's what I need to outsource first. The other stuff kind of like comes and goes. Then we also have a couple of other courses, like after you take that course, then, you know, if you're not entirely sure, cause we can tell people, uh, we tell people a lot that, you know, if you're not a hundred percent sure, like we can give you your three connections right away. Like we can give you your first three connections right away. But if you're not entirely sure, we say, watch the all about outsourcing course first, do all of that, come back yep. to us, tweak your, your, your form as you want or need, and then Based on that, we will send you um we'll send you the first three connections and we hand match everything. We would love to be automating all of these things now, but nothing is right now because we don't have it set up that way. So it's every all the connections are like we look at your form and then we look at our our VA database and we're like, you know, hand matching. And so based on But it's kind of nice
0: to know that there's still a human element in that making those connections, and then it's not just some robot. Trying to de- to determine, right? Oh,
1: oh, absolutely. We're not because a... because you get a
0: sense of personalities, and and you know that all of that comes into making a better match too. A-
1: absolutely, like we don't. The the other piece of it is like you know if if you've put on your your form that like you've got I don't know say. an hour that you can, you know, that that you've got a budget for, you know, and we're not going to match you up with a VA who's like, I only do, you know, packages of 500, you know, $500 packages. Or we do have some people who are, you know, who have, are like package based. So like, we're trying to be like mindful of people's budgets and things like that. We're also trying to be mindful of their location. If they've got language, you know, concerns, if there's particular markets they want to work with. So we've got like one particular... British uh, voice actor, and we're actually getting more British people that are coming to us. Uh, We've had one British voice actor uh, who wanted uh, an assistant. And so I was, you know, very mindful of that, trying to find somebody who fit that bill, whether it was like had a knowledge of the UK market or was from the UK. You know what I mean? So all those different things come into play. You also get. A VA Essentials course, so how to work with an assistant, like all the various things that, you know, a a voiceover adjacent resource, like all the various things that you want to think about when you're working with someone. So considering like the meetings and the NDAs and the contracts and blah, blah, blah. We've got a course on how to work with Trello so that you can set up a Trello board between you and your voiceover adjacent provider. Uh, we've got a course on how to work with an audio editor. So if you've never worked with an audio editor, we've got a course called Tighten Your Turnaround, which is all about how to like effectively work with an audio editor because it is not just simply, here's my audio.
0: So really, it, what what you're getting is a kind of a step-by-step hand-holding through the entire process. So mm-hmm. if you're not comfortable with it or you're not sure what you need to be doing or what questions you need to be asking, whatever, the service is going to make sure that you have that guidance from start to finish to make sure that everything goes well. One of the questions, I know this is not going to be a fair question, but I'm going sure. to ask it anyway. One thing that people don't like when they go to to a particular service is, you know, you go on a website and it's always request a quote, request a quote, request a quote. And so you don't know if it's going to be a, a $500 budget or a $10,000 budget, and, and that makes people uncomfortable. I know that there's going to be a, a broad range of rates for working with a virtual assistant, but can you give us an average, fair, like... This is kind of the hourly rate that you would probably expect or a rate range so that somebody who's thinking about this knows that it's like, you know, oh, this is going to cost me a thousand dollars a week or whatever. But no, maybe not, because can you give us just an average? And I know not something that we got to hold hard and fast to, but on average, expect that you might be looking at this kind of hourly rate.
1: Okay, so here's something that I would actually turn, which is it's the same thing that we say to to voiceover clients when they come to us, right? And they go, what's your quote? What's the first thing we need to ask them? What's your budget? Exactly. But I so, but
0: in this case, I think a lot of people wouldn't have a clue. If you've never worked with a virtual assistant before, a lot of people I don't think would even have a clue what their budget is because I don't think they know what it should be.
1: But most people understand, like, okay, I've got $100 you know, a week or a hundred dollars a month that I can spend on these kinds of things. And you can do a little bit of the ROI calculation on that. So what I would recommend is, okay, I've got $120, you know, a week, right? So, um, I will, I will use my own personal experience with, with Lucas. When I first started with Lucas, I had never had an assistant before I had Mm -hmm. been an assistant. But I'd never had an assistant. So right. what I did in that case was at the time, Lucas wanted to be a dishwasher. Now, he lives in the Netherlands and he was a, a, a law student. And so I went to – I Googled, okay, what do people working in restaurants make an hour in a restaurant? Right. And and I realized it, it ended up being like 20 $25 an hour mind you, the Netherlands. It's Europe, so they actually make decent wages and they get like health benefits and all this other stuff, right? So um <laughs> it's it's not like being a dishwasher in the don't US. Don't worry.
0: You don't have to provide health benefits to your virtual assistant. You don't
1: have to provide health benefits. But um and so I I went to Lucas and I said, Okay, you would be making twenty five dollars an hour as a dishwasher, but if you're my virtual assistant, you're gonna be able to put an actual business and business experience doing research and lead generation and business related things on your resume. So how about that? And he was like I like that. So I I tried to be fair in that sense like giving him sure. that kind of opportunity. Um and I would say you know in thinking of it and for that I would say okay now this is what I expect you to do. So let can we do this and this and this? And he was totally fine with that. It was five hours a week and I paid him, you know, $25 an hour and I gave him certain tasks. I wasn't giving him the entire world. I wasn't like overloading yep. him or anything like that. So I wasn't going crazy out of my budget. I was staying within my budget. And yep. so one of the things that I tell people and one of the things that, that that we actually tell people is like, go, okay, what is my weekly or monthly budget? And then go to, the, to a VA and go, what can I get for that? Yep. For that amount, how many hours and what tasks can I be? And that's where the negotiation process comes in. So, uh, and that's 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 very much how I look at it, and how we recommend that people consider it. I've done some research on virtual assistants on Google. I take that as a launching point. You know what I mean? And go okay, because some of the things that you see online for virtual assistants, you know, it's really really high number. You can hire
0: a lead generator for $5 an hour or you can hire a lead generator for $150 an hour online and and somewhere in there is right. is fair market value, yeah.
1: And I, yep. you know like it, if you're and also you got to take in consideration like where the person's living. So make sure that it's yep. a fair living wage and that's something that we we talk about all the time. I know it's not a direct answer to the question and I get asked it. It's the number one question that we get asked and and I'll, I'll say it again, I know people have heard us say it we're legally not allowed because we're not an agency. So I would that just... That was a very,
0: very political answer. You did a great job at, <sighs> at going around, dancing around the question and never actually answer. I mean, honestly, you could run for office tomorrow, Bridget, and I would I would vote for you. Why,
1: thank you. <laughs> Why, well, thank you.
0: So if somebody does want to find out more about the service, though, if they want to check it out as a voice actor who's looking to, to hire somebody to help them, even if it's just for a, an hour a week, where do we go what do we do next?
1: You go to vaforvo.com. And, and
0: that's f o r.
1: F O R. Yes, we are okay. <laughs> legally not allowed to use the number 4 anymore um with respect to Dan Friedman, <laughs> but um <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's vaforvo.com and if you happen to screw it up voforva.com, it'll still come to us because we bought both URLs.
0: I will put that in the show notes, just so there's no confusion over that one. You can click the click the right yes. link.
1: Yes, the link that you want to you want to click is "I'm overwhelmed and need help." Uh, you click on that, and it'll help you to to get where you need to go.
0: Okay, there you go. I mean, I I know I, I said in the episode, right? I got trust issues. It's been tough for me. I legitimately though have been outsourcing aspects of my business for years, and and it is one of the ways I get lost all the time. How the heck do you manage to do everything that you do? That's one of the ways that I manage to do everything that I do. I don't do everything that I have to do. I, I, I get other people to help me. So
1: And 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 I got to give you some credit there, Eeyore. You were the person in 2020 when I joined the Mastermind. Um, I mean, I had already been an assistant and I was already part of the JMC Dentalist team. And I was like, I'm getting in over my head. And you were like... You need to get an assistant. You need to get an assistant. You need to get an assistant. And what did I do? I got an assistant. And so, you know, you too are a part and of I the tribe. You. Now store. you're running
0: a now you're running a virtual assistant Tinder service for voice actors.
1: <laughs> the ultimate voiceover outsourcing resource. Oh, and have you registered
0: that domain, by the way, voiceovertinder.com, or maybe oh we need God. to look into that one as a secondary okay, branding strategy. You have to give or... me
1: some lead time so that I can get that. i got to get in touch with Brad like today. <laughs> Voice over <laughs> Tinder. I need, I need that URL, please. Let me have it, Brad, um, because, yeah. Uh, also, I had to say one more thing that we do offer it, um, at VA for VO, which is on both sides of it, we have Facebook groups that are, they're private Facebook groups. So there's one for the VOs and there's one for the VAs. And it's your safe space to come, vent, ask questions, get advice, come to us, whatever you need. Like we want you to feel supported. Like we want it to be successful. Yeah. So,
0: so support on it. an ongoing basis as well, which is a, I mean, that's a huge thing, right? Cause there are, you're going to have questions along the way. I've been working with virtual assistants and outsourcing for years, and there's still questions that pop up for me along the way for hiring people and trying to figure things out. And so it's nice to know that there's a, a support community where you can go and get that.
1: It's 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 scary. It's freaky, man. And we want it to be. We created this to out of the mistakes that we've made over the years, yep. and out of the you know learning curves and stuff like that. So we yep. want to make it easier for everybody else.
0: Right on. Well, Bridget, thank you so much for this. This has been particularly helpful for any voice actor who's looking to scale up, go next level, get back a few hours of their time to do the things that only they can do. So the website again is vaforvo.com. Thank you, Bridget. I appreciate everything you shared today.
1: Thank you so much for having me again.
0: There's only so much that you or I can do in our business. We've only got so many hours a day that we can give to this. And if you feel like you've hit a point where you're plateauing, Because you don't have any more hours to give or there's just not enough hours left in the day to get things done, it can feel like a scary and intimidating step. But the next step might be to outsource. The next step might be to look for that virtual assistant who can give you a couple of hours a week, maybe five hours a week, that helps you to focus on doing the things that only you can do. And that might be the trick to taking your business to the next level. And if you're ready to take that step, Go to the website at vaforvo.com. Do me a favor. Take a picture of yourself listening to the episode. Post it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Mark Scott. And you better tag Bridget Real as well at Real Voices. We'd love to know that you're listening, learning, and enjoying the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you on the next one.
1: The Everyday Veopreneur Podcast. Available everywhere. Fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think.
0: Having your voiceover demos easily playable and downloadable on your website is essential. The Sam player lets you do that across any device and browser. There are also options for adding play buttons in your email signature, tracking your listens, and even putting videos in your demo player. Sign up now at voicesamcom slash markscott and receive an instant $25 credit. For full details and to claim this offer, visit voicesamcom slash markscott.
1: And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in, thanks for hanging out. Want more Veopreneur goodness? Jump online at veopreneur.com.